It all started with an app. One day he was posting covers online, the next Bazzi was well on his way to becoming an international pop star. But the way he sees it, he's just getting started. suburb just outside of Detroit in 1997, Andrew Bozzi knew at a very young age that he was destined for greatness. When he wasn't performing improvised songs for his classmates, Bozzi was learning how to play multiple instruments and started posting covers to YouTube in 2012. By 2014, he was headed to the West Coast to pursue a career in music. Just two years after creating an account on a little app called Vine, Bozzy had a following of 1.5 million people and was the first artist to release a Vine-featured track. A year later, Bozzy caught the attention of an A&R exec who signed him to a record deal just days after the release of his song, Mine. went viral and debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 56, climbing all the way to number 11 in April of 2018. This would become a pivotal year in Bozzy's career. Not only did he release four songs, including a re-release of his 2016 hit, Beautiful, this time featuring Camila Cabello. But Bozzy was also chosen as the opening act on her Never Be The Same tour. He also released his debut album, Cosmic which landed inside the top 20 on the Billboard 200 album charts. He opened for Justin Timberlake on his Man in the Woods tour in Europe, was nominated at the VMAs for Best New Artist, and even performed on a float at Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, all in one year. During that time, Bozzy also co-wrote songs for K-pop supergroups EXO and NTC Dream. He released his debut mixtape, Soul Searching, in 2019, which included a track with 21 Savage and continues to drop singles like Clockwork, releasing five songs in the last year. Let's go to My name is DJ Automatic, and this is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spot off for more than they're famous for. And today, that's Bozzy. Happy we pulled this off. Just feels good to be out there again, you know? Yeah, I know. The past year, everybody stayed pretty much stayed home. What did you do for all of 2020? A lot of a lot of random stuff, man. I, I think at the start we all kind of thought it, it wasn't going to last as long as it lasted, and you know, I think throughout it, you have to find ways to cope and you know figure everything out. So. I like that. I saw the video. Uh, who came up with the concept for the video? Uh, I noticed it's like a radio tower and you're putting out radio waves to the world. Who, who came up with that? Yeah, so actually it was something that I, I started developing the idea. And I mean, I want to say as early as like February. Um, and the idea actually started opposite. Originally, it was it starts with me and a group of my friends on this bus. And the radio tower was at the end of the video. It was supposed to be like the final conductor and at the end, we send out these radio waves into the world. Um, and I was working with a different director on this idea, and I had the idea, and it wasn't right. And then uh, I met and I spoke with Christian Bressler, who directed the video. And he had an idea to just start with the tower at the beginning. Um, he basically flipped the idea around. And, uh, yeah, it's important to me, man. I, I like the idea of, like, the classic. Like I, You know, I think radio in a lot of ways is very iconic and 
you know, the classic airwaves and kind of putting new life and how the flowers are kind of growing on it, you know, signifying like that rebirth of it almost in a way. I think you're right about the radio thing. I think one thing people fail to realize about radio is that that's really where all the superstars live. In order to be on the radio, you have to be a superstar. At this point, anybody can be on Spotify or can be on you know SoundCloud or YouTube. But to be on the radio, you have to have a legit hit. Yeah. And so, congratulations to you on all the success you've had on you know with the record mine. On another thing, I wanted to ask you about, and I like to ask this of any musician because I know you're a musician, songwriter. What? got you into music what started you in in music you know i think i've always had you know like a natural act for entertaining you know i've always just enjoyed making people laugh or just any of the spotlight i I found it really interesting always you know the opportunity to be one person and dictate an energy and a flow in a room and what you can do with people's attention has been very interesting but uh i got my first guitar when i was four years old it's an arabic guitar called an oud and I was obsessed mm-hmm. with it. I used to just sit in front of the speakers playing Guns N' Roses like over and over, closing my eyes. And you know, as a kid, your imagination is really powerful. And, you know, I really saw myself in this band. I felt like a rock star, like a little kid running around in his boxers. You had rock star dreams at four? Yeah. No, I loved it, man. I, it's weird. You know, a, a lot of us as a kid, you know, we plant these little seeds of who we want to be. And, and a lot of time it gets diminished and the seeds never grow. But, you know, luckily, I, you know, I've never too much cloud and and it continued growing and here we are. Well, at what point did you really understand that, hey, this is going to be my job. This is what I'm going to do with my life. You know, I was always pretty crazy. And I I always like to say that, you know, like having any type of dream like this, you have to be a little bit delusional, you know, and have this blind faith in yourself. And honestly, I I was 10, 11, 12 years old going to audition for America's Got Talent the voice, American Idol, you know, standing in line for hours to audition for these shows, getting rejected every time. And for some, I, I was terrible. You know, I had a terrible look at it. I had a terrible voice at the time, but I loved it. And it just wasn't an option to me to do anything else. You know, I, I had no problem chasing this dream blindly for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, very grateful it worked out. And I'm, I'm here talking to you. So. so you obviously had super supportive parents. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my dad and it was, I mean, you know, we didn't have it easy growing up and, you know, they both worked a lot, but both of my parents very much so were like, my mom drove me to Chicago a couple of times to go audition for different shows. My dad was always showering me with love. And I think it's really important as a parent too, you know, like when your kid has these dreams, you know, at, at a young age, they're very vulnerable and they're very easy to move on from. Um, so definitely they, they showered me with support and love, you know, when they had the chance for sure. This episode of the spot podcast is brought to you by better help. I don't need to explain to you why it might be a good idea to have that extra sounding board, right? Not just your friends, not just your family, but in this crazy world where we hear things like in these unprecedented times, how many times have you heard that? It's just good to be able to talk with someone that is professionally licensed to be that sounding board. That's where BetterHelp comes in. It's not self-help. It's not a crisis line. It is true, real, professional counseling done securely online. And it's super simple. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. They'll get back to you quickly and with a thoughtful response. Plus, you can easily set up phone sessions, video sessions. That's what matters the most to me. As someone that travels a lot, I have a very busy schedule 
it would be very difficult for me to schedule weekly or reoccurring in-person therapist meetings. BetterHelp solves that problem. There's a lot of comfort in knowing that my therapist is just a message, a video chat, a phone call away. And BetterHelp has an amazing app that simplifies all of that, by the way. So if you're ready to give it a shot and start living a happier life, dealing with that depression, that stress, that anxiety, your relationships, maybe your career goals, anything really, BetterHelp is here to assist. And right now, as a listener, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash spout. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spout. So I, I, I looked up your Wikipedia. I saw that you grew up uh, around Detroit. So does that make you a Detroit Pistons fan or what are, who are you a fan of? You know, I was a huge Lions fan growing up, like like massive. I mean, I don't even want to say growing up, up until like maybe five, six years ago. And it's, it's very difficult to be a Lions fan. So I was told that you're a big basketball fan. So I'm, I'm wondering, are you I know you live in L.A., so you're rooting for the Pistons, you're rooting for the Lakers. You know, I, honestly, I support a few different teams. I don't have like one team that I, I live and die by. Um, I'm always, you know, a supporter of the city. So the Pistons always have a place in my heart. But I, I like watching all these, you know, random teams kind of come together. And I, I like supporting greatness. That's why I'm such a big basketball fan is because it's it's not an objective thing like music where it's up to opinion and, and the opinions of others. It's just fact-based. You know, it's like who's shooting the best, who's playing the best defense, who's Who's the best team? You know, who has the best chemistry? And so I enjoy a lot of different teams. Yeah, I like Golden State. I like I'm a big Clay Thompson fan. And so so you're you're Clay, if you're a Clay Thompson fan, that means that you're obviously the fan of the three pointer. Uh, would you say that he's the greatest three point shooter of our generation? Or are you going to give it to his teammate, Steph Curry? I don't know. It's tough because, you know, Steph is, is a is a humble player, but Clay plays in a humble way where he's like an, he passes it. You know, he gives it to the option a lot. So. I don't know. I think I think Clay still has time to kind of step into that role. But right now, I mean, you got to just go with Steph. Obviously, you like basketball, and this is a basketball-related question. I don't know if you're into shoes or not, but I wanted to ask you this. I like to ask people a lot of the time. What's your favorite basketball shoe? Can't say the Jordans. I'm not going to say the Jordans. The Jordans are terrible hoop shoes. Sorry. But I mean, I just <laughs> Um, you know what? I've tried them all. I've tried. I tried the bronze. The bronze are a little heavy for me. I've tried the Kyrie's. They're a little small. They're clunky, right? The LeBron's they're like yeah. too much. They are. But I've recently landed on the KDs, which is an unbelievable. Oh. In my opinion, the KDs. Do you feel like Kevin Durant might be the best player right now? Offensively, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think he's probably he's probably the best. We should start a sports podcast, by the way. Me and you were crushing this, but um, you know, Katie, Katie is the best offensive player. I don't know if he's the best overall player. You know, he's a great he's great on defense, and, but he's the best scorer in the NBA right now. Yes, but I think there's other players that get other people involved more and kind of lift team around more, which I think is a huge part of being the greatest. So. So um, I'm the DJ for the Phoenix Suns. Oh, no way. And I thought, I, I thought you were going to come at me with that you were a Lakers fan because you're in L.A. And I was like, I was going to – I had a whole bunch of Laker questions for you. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Lakers fan too, so. Okay, so then I got some questions for you. All right, let's go. What do you think of them acquiring basically the 36-plus all-star team of 2015? Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I, I think I think Westbrook on that team, when you have LeBron, Westbrook, and AD running at the basket, I mean, like, our fast break points are going to be insane. And I think, like, they're just all three of those players could be double team, too. So it's going to create so much opportunity for our shooters. I think we just got 
Blazemore. We got you got Carmelo. Carmelo's in now too, which I mean, he's playing great. I like it too because they're they're composed. They're older. They've been there. They've been around. So I think you know they're going to play good ball for sure. So me being the Suns DJ, I, I this is a serious question for you as a Laker fan. Which 36-year-old is going to guard Devin Booker? I mean, Westbrook for sure. Book, Book is going to be difficult to guard for sure, always. But I got I to gotta see this new roster. I know a lot changed. You know, we had Trez, which I, I wish we kept Montrez. I, I like Montrez a lot, who still probably wouldn't have covered Booker. It's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting season. Just to wrap it up here, I mean, I know we have the I like that. What are we, what are we looking for after that? What's going to come after this? Man, so much more music. Um, I'm looking forward to creating a lot of cool live experiences. And when I say that, I don't just mean going to play a big venue. Like, I want to go see people intimately. I want to create experiences and environments for people to, you know, have fun and lose themselves in. So a lot of great music coming, a lot of great live experience stuff coming, more videos, you know. It's uh, it's not just like single, single, you know, this whole thing kind of encapsulates itself. So lots of cool right. stuff. So you have a whole project ready to go. And our basketball podcast. Who's your prediction then? Who's going to win? Who's going to win it all next season? There's a lot of teams that are really low. You got the Nets, you got the Lakers, you got the Suns, the Jazz still look tough. I mean, the Miami Heat added a bunch of, you know, really great players. I like the Lakers. I think LeBron's getting his next ring. So I will say this, LeBron always scares me. And as much as, you know, as I hate to say this publicly, I love LeBron James. I've always been a huge Bron Bron fan, and every and like when we had to play him in the first round, I was I wasn't torn because like because of course I want to beat him, but that was the point where I realized I'm like I love LeBron James, but I like winning a lot more than that than I like LeBron yeah. James. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> LeBron. Man. You got any messages for, uh, for your fans? Yeah, I mean, you know, stay tuned. You know, a lot of really great stuff coming. If you like my music, you're going to be very happy in the future. So stay tuned. All right, man. Well, thank you for taking the time to be with here at the Spot Podcast. And uh, I'll hopefully we'll see you soon in person. Yes, sir. My guy. Thanks for having me. See more of our conversation with Bozzy at Spout underscore podcast on IG and Twitter or at spoutpodcast.com. Next week, Carly Pierce spouts off. I'm a situational writer. And for me, I was writing in real time what was happening to me. And I just write so from what's happening in my life so I can feel it when it happens when I know it's done. Be sure to listen to the Spout Podcast at our new time, Sundays at 9 on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media Produced by Gorilla Sound and created by Phil Becker. Spout. <laughs>